Hey, Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm your host, Derek Sassman. We got the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug, with us. And Doug, we are continuing our trip around the Walt Disney World Resorts. Uh, about once a month, every six weeks or so, we dive in and give her a full resort layout review. And we have gone all over the board from the vo- values to the moderates. And we're going back down. We're going to go to Art of Animation tonight. It's exciting. It's an exciting resort. You talk about the different levels. So this is a value, but as we've said before on the show, there's like an asterisk or it's a value plus, something of that nature. It really is. You and I have both stayed there. Uh, We were there about two months ago. I love it. Uh, It's one that stands out. It's very popular right now. I hear it's uh, at 90% capacity almost all year round. So it's one of those ones that you do want to book a little early for. Mm-hmm. We stayed there three times. Um, we stayed there a couple nights after our last seven-night cruise. That would be our last time. And uh, the reason we stay there three times is the different areas is like a totally different experience, and you'll hear all about that. But uh, we have one more uh, trip booked. We've already booked them for November. So here, uh, what is that, eight months in advance, I think, is when we booked it. And, yeah, the the – Pickens get slim on this resort. Well, and this resort is the newer one of the value levels. It opened in 2012, though. A history lesson for you. It started in the early 2000s. Uh, it's right across the street from Pop Century, Doug. Uh, do you know what kind of happened in that time frame? Why it didn't open up right away? Yeah, so the, we talked about this a little bit with our Pop Century review. And uh, so Pop Century was the second half of that century, um, every decade is represented. They're going to do the first half of the century across the uh, the lake there. They built a bridge, the Generation Gap Bridge, and they started construction on two buildings. And, uh, well, the 9-11 happened, and tourism really took a big hit at that time. And Disney wisely said, yeah, I don't think we need to open about 2,000 more hotel rooms that would have sat empty. So they... They put the kibosh on it. They stopped the project. They abandoned it, left uh, two of the buildings there, and they still use them. They, When they went to finish building the buildings, they do still use those two buildings that were originally built back in like 2001, 2002. Yep, and uh, it's been a great resort when they had the idea of doing the art of animation. I know I loved it, and they picked four really cool themes and that's what we're going to dive into next so let's talk about the four different areas and themes that you will discover upon your entry to art animation yeah so the theme is the big thing that sets us apart from the other values and um the theme is the art of animation and we'll just talk about that what we see outside here in the different areas you get the little mermaid area there's a lion king area nemo and then cars. And uh, 
over-the-top theming, uh, one of the big things that the Imagineers wanted to do was to scale you into the movie. So in the Little Mermaid area, you're the size of Ariel. In the Lion King area, you are scaled to the size of Simba. So everything around you is a little bit bigger. In the Nemo area, you are scaled to the size of Nemo. So there's a crush, big uh, statue of crush. He is gigantic because you're just little Nemo. And then in Cars Land, well, you're still the size of a human because they are cars. So that that scale is just one-to-one. But it's really neat. Um, which area is your favorite, Derek, when you're walking around? Favorite? Well, I got to go with the Cars Land. Uh, I think it's pretty incredible. I know I've talked before about how California Adventure did an amazing job kind of teleporting you to Radiator Springs. You almost forget you're in a theme park. And that's how I felt uh, in, in the, uh, cars area, art animation, though we didn't stay there, but we did swim in that pool and we'll talk about that, but walking around, I felt like I was in radiator Springs. You have a lightning McQueen mater. All your friends are there. Uh, they do a really good job mm-hmm. with the road and it just, it really stood out to me as a really cool piece of Imagineering that, uh, just, I love being a part of, and I can see why, especially that area of the resorts can book up so fast. Yeah, that area is also our family favorite. I asked the kids what uh, they wanted me to mention, and Claire uh, vocalized that she liked the Cars area the best. I think the fact that you called it Cars Land there speaks volumes to what they did. It's immersion. You got all the characters there in statue form, so it's almost like a meet-and-greet with all your favorite characters from the movie. And the same thing can be said for all the different areas. Um, Nemo has really big structures because you're smaller in scale um that's also where the pool is so it affects the theming a little bit as well and then the lion king area is like almost like a jungle that you're walking through which is really neat they have a lot more foliage and then uh little mermaid if you look at how the plants and vegetation is it's supposed to represent the seafloor you got a big giant sculpture of ursula and you have king triton and uh, it's really my, neat. My really kids, well we stayed in that area. My kids would not walk uh, by the Ursula side, so we had to take the Triton side every single time. And we stayed in the giant aerial wing. Smart, smart kids. I mean, she is big and scary. And and that theme, so on the inside of the resort, kind of the courtyard area, you have all those sculptures, the big things. On the back side of the buildings, you see sketchbooks and flip books. Um, as if the sketch is progressing along. So as you look from one end of the building to the other, you can see Mater moving along or Nemo swimming. And so that's how they incorporate the animation side. It's all, it is all just one big like tribute to animators. And that inside is the finished movie. The outside is the sketching process. And just like at the other values, the stairwells have big icons. Um, so it's really neat theme overall. All right, well, let's talk about the layout because I know we'll get into this. The one concern I have and I hear a lot about is the walking. So how are the buildings arranged and uh, how do you get around from in there? Well, it is 87 acres worth of resort, which is fairly on par with all the other values that you find at Walt Disney World. There's a total of 2,000 rooms, roughly um, 1,120 family suites and 864 standard rooms. The standard rooms are all the Little Mermaids. And so there's three buildings of Little Mermaids. They are, if you're coming out of the lobby, they're to the far left. 
you got two rooms of Lion King to the left that you kind of have to walk through to get to the Little Mermaid. So the Little Mermaid section is the furthest walk. Would you agree with that, Derek? I did it that walk many the, of times, yeah. and it is it gets longer after you walk all day at the park. I, I realized uh-huh. that somehow they made it walking through that Lion King area. I kept seeing Simba over and over again. It's it uh, just was on repeat, right? And, and well, and just, you know, it's funny because that's one thing I read about the resort. And, and so you kind of prepare yourself, but really it is a longer walk. And those little mermaid rooms, they book really fast. So uh, if that's where you're going, just be warned that you are going to be walking an extra 10 minutes to and from uh, the main area in the, uh, in the bus stop. Yeah. And you know, all the other, the sweet areas, all those walks are pretty equivalent. The Lion King and the cars. The cars is to the right, Lion King to the left, Nemo straight out the back. So the Nemo is the closest um, and uh, is right there. And there's two buildings in Nemo kind of parallel the pool. And then to the right, you have three buildings worth of cars. And that's kind of the overall layout. There's the suites area. They have inside um, hallways. There are elevators. I know we've talked about some resorts that don't have elevators. There are elevators. And um, the Little Mermaid area, your door opens to the outside. So suite areas, you get hallways. Little Mermaid area, the standard rooms, you have the outside doorways. One big difference there in the, the whole layout of how the resort's set up. Well, and talking about the layout even a little bit more, let's dive into the actual rooms because not only are you getting the outside of the buildings themed, you're getting the inside of the rooms mm-hmm. themed uh, in parallel with what you know the the adjacent is. And I thought that was really cool. If I you know the Little Mermaid room was all decked out in aerial gear. My daughter, being a redhead, loving uh, the movie, just went nuts. Everything it it almost threw up a little too much aerial, mm-hmm. but uh, I enjoyed it, and uh, so did the, and so did she. Oh, they worked in enough flounder and Eric and that sort of stuff, too, to make it not just for girls. I think there is enough. Uh, But, I mean, like, there's bubbles on the carpet. There's little details just everywhere throughout that area. Um, So the mermaid rooms are the standard rooms. They're roughly about 277 square feet. That doesn't sound like a real rough estimate, does it? It sounds pretty accurate. But they have double beds. And one sink in the bathroom, but there is a separate sink area from the shower and toilet. Um, that's kind of sums it all up. It is the typical value room. Double beds, one sink. Um, not real giant, but plenty big if you're just sleeping there. Um, and the kids love the theming. And it's, it is over the top. You will not wake up and forget where you're at. You will wake up and be like, yep, well, I'm in a little mermaid room. Um, so that, that's the big thing there. We the love sweets, it. And, though. And, but that can Go only ahead. sleep four. So what about uh-huh. when, as your family grows, you have yeah. to move into a suite and mm-hmm. that's kind of what this uh, resort is known about are those suites. So which ones have you, uh, indulged in? So we stayed in a little mermaid room when Claire was two and 11 months and a half. So we just snuck in, uh, we stayed there the second week it was open and then basically after that, we were not allowed back in a Little Mermaid room. So we have done a Lion King room and a uh, Cars room, both. We have not stayed in Nemo. Um, they tend to book first or sometimes a year. They may be like $10 more a night because they are closer. Um, 
So the Lion King room, and so the suites, let's just, the sleeps in general, they sleep six. They have a master bedroom with a queen bed and its own bathroom, which is gigantic. Um, your own TV in the master bedroom. So the best thing about the suites is there is this thing called a door, and you can close it, and you can be away from your children. It even has a lock if you need to go that far. So your kids get one area, you get another, shut the door. It's amazing. But uh, I digress. But uh, then there's a sofa sleeper, and then there's a, a bed that comes out of the wall or some cabinetry onto the table. So the kitchen table becomes the bed, or the table is the bed, the wall is the bed. Something magical happens, and there's another bed. Um, so you can sleep two people on the sofa sleeper, two people on this table wall bed thing. The kids fight over that one because it came out of the wall, which makes it ten times more exciting. And, of course, it just isn't, isn't just a, a bed that folds out. When you fold it out, there's a huge mural of Simba sleeping there in, like, a, a vine hammock or Mater in his garage sleeping. Um, so there there is, like, artwork behind the bed and little touches everywhere. The cars land, the couch in the cars suite is the coolest couch ever. It's like an old classic car, like the back seat of the car, like the upholstery, everything. It looks like it came out of a car from the 1950s and just it's really cool. And you got metal plating on all the other furniture and stuff. It looks like it's in a car shop sort of thing. Um, the table... Um, coffee table has like a big road map on it that's really neat the cars are in the lion king area uh the little tables are actually like drums which is super annoying when you're the parent but really cool if you're the kid and it has the lyrics to akuna matata and i can't wait to be king like in a circle and it took my kids a while to figure out it was the whole song but they did they figured it out so the details are just insane and there's another tv out in that area with the couch and you get a refrigerator microwave there's a kitchenette in the suite too which is really nice and a whole nother bathroom oh so there's the suite derek that's where we'll be yeah you know what that door that door pays for itself the door is worth peace of mind it really is um i like the door it's my favorite feature of any suite but the theming in the suites are really cool we haven't stayed in nemo seen plenty of pictures in my opinion, Cars is far and away the neatest. All three of my children, right before I came on here, agreed. They gave two thumbs up to the Cars. And you know what? The girls did it first. If they had to pick a spot, it would be Cars. So well, it's and, not. And, just I, and I always laugh when people. Here we have Cars 3 about to come out. People, critics give the Cars movie a bad name. But they make a lot of money. Uh-huh. And those hidden details do not get unnoticed by the kids. So uh-huh. I know with my kids loving the cars area, that will probably be where we stay next time when we get back to the art animation. Yeah, and it's, you know, they're all about the same distance from the lobby. Um, you know, if you're at the wrong end of the building, you can hike a ways in those buildings. They are good-sized buildings. But if you get the right room, man, you be pretty lucky sometimes. So. Well, 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 speaking of the lobby, let's move on into the lobby because that was one of my favorite areas of the whole resort. Just getting off the Magical Express and walking to that lobby was a is a cool experience. Yes, you see 
all the cool uh, things on the outside. But walking inside is literally the art of animation, Doug. Why don't you tell us about it? Okay, so on the far wall across from where all the registration desks and concierge desks are, when you walk in the first, you're on like, if you walk in for Magical Express, it's a bunch of black and white sketches on the wall, all different sizes and shapes, all from the four different movies depicted throughout the resort. That's what all the art is from. As you continue down the wall to your left, looking at this wall of artwork, they gradually become more defined in their sketches. They start to get color. And by the very end, they're the movie finished, inked and painted, everything complete sketch work. So it literally is a wall that is the art of animation. It goes from start to finish. And it's really cool to point that out to the kids that that's how Ariel started and that's how she finished. And same thing with that was Mater's first sketch. And there's a big chandelier at one end um, and it's got all these sketches on it. And there's actually a John Lasseter sketch of uh, Lightning McQueen up there that's fun to look for. Yeah, there's a few actual animators who uh, their sketches have been turned into part of that chandelier, and you can see their mm-hmm. signatures on there, and I think that's yeah. a really cool small hidden detail. So never forget to look up because Imagineers love to put not just hidden Mickeys, but hidden elements everywhere. Hidden, uh, hidden Lasseters. Hidden Lasseters. Ooh, there we go. He, yeah, he is slowly good... running Disney too, doing... Slowly. Slowly. Over. I wish uh, it wasn't so slow, but... I, yes, I could watch... You know, I'm excited for Cars 3. Staying at Art Animation made me more excited for Cars 3 coming mm-hmm. out uh, this summer. And, and hopefully no one just turned off the podcast because of that, uh, because yeah. I do enjoy those movies. Uh, did you do any of the... The one thing I did like is that they had all those little sketch drawings uh, around. Did you guys do any of those? We we did not do that. They do have a pretty nice little sketch class. That was back when we were still doing it at Hollywood Studios um, before it closed there. So now I think we are more likely to do it because that's the only place to do it on the East Coast, get that little sketch class with the animator. But that's the only place they have an animator in a lobby teaching you how to draw Disney characters. And my Donald Duck neat. looked awful, but my wife's looked amazing. I, Yours was just matching his voice quality then. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was also trying to help my kids. I was trying to just do better oh. than the three-year-old. So you uh, you let your wife focus on her art. You tried to help the children, so your art suffered? Yes, that's exactly yeah. how I'm going to play okay. it. Thank you, Doug. All right, good call. There we good go. Call. So, yeah, and you know the other side of the – we only talked about the one wall, the opposing wall where you check in. It's like a rainbow of colors, a lot mm-hmm. of light, a lot of color. Some people think it's a bit much. I think you're checking into a Disney resort that has gigantic icons out the other door so i don't think it's a bit much at all it's fun that's what disney's all about no lobby is going to be boring and and so you know just enjoy i don't know why you'd need to go there anyway because you got the magic band and you're checking into the room i haven't had to go to a concierge service in in years now i'm still a fan of checking in i still like to we don't we uh we tend to check in instead of going straight to the room we're old school like that Derek. Uh, no, no time. We'll be. That's the difference between the AP holder and the non-AP holder. I guess. I guess. Well, so keep, down at the. Oh, yeah, go let's ahead. go. Let's let's keep moving down because uh, we got a few other things. Uh, we have the ink and paint shop coming up on the other end. Yeah. So the door, the end, of, the far end of the lobby, after you've progressed through the art of animation, 
is the ink and paint shop and it's a pretty typical disney resort um gift shop a little bigger than what you find a lot of places i thought it's pretty good sized it has a door from the outside in right there which leads pretty much right to the bus stops and you got to go through the gift shop to get to the next thing on the list the food court which is the same way it works at the other value resorts so Really, they took the same blueprint for all the values, and they, they really haven't tweaked much other than here they got way crazy with their theming and the suites. The family suites really set it apart. But the food court there is themed, so it's the landscape of flavors. So all of the artwork and theming that you see is landscape backgrounds, which is really cool, I think, because I'm kind of a nerd and I like seeing the backgrounds because the artistry that goes into backgrounds and animation is often overlooked. And uh, they do a great job of putting that in the forefront in that restaurant. Most people probably don't notice. But even when you look up at the lighting, like the Little Mermaid area is the best because it looks like you're underwater. They have that artwork up there. I don't know. Did you eat a meal in there when you were there, Derek? You did. You had breakfast? No, I we uh, oh. I'd say uh, I run and gun in there, so I grab oh, the okay. food and then get to you the buses. You didn't admire so we didn't artwork. sit there. I, I did look around. I did admire it. You know, if we would have sat and had a meal, I probably would have uh, taken in the art uh, a little bit more. But you know, to me, it was the uh, typical value food court. Yeah, it's a pretty solid food court. It's got a lot of offerings, a lot of different bays to pick from. One thing a little different than everywhere else is it uses reusable um, silverware. So it's more environmentally friendly rather than all the plastic all the time. That's kind of the big uh, the big difference. No, and the food was good. I mean, it's you know, it hit the spot. We got the, our muffins before we went. You can still get the Mickey waffles there. Mm-hmm. No, we we enjoyed it, that's for sure. And then my favorite thing, the one thing that's at the art animation that we always have to mention that seems to be at every single resort on property is the arcade. Yeah, it's there. The Pixel Play Arcade. And I took a picture and I sent it to you and I said, once again, another empty arcade on Disney property. So, you know, the Disney Cruise Line just announced all their refurbishment for the Fantasy so here in a couple months, the Disney Cruise Line will be arcade-free, yet somehow arcades are surviving at Walt Disney World. I have no idea how. I, I, I don't know. The only time I ever see anybody in there is like when some parents just like throw their kids in and leave, like which is questionable too for Disney to have unsupervised children in an arcade, I would imagine. But it's there. It's cool. It's neatly themed. It looks like pixels everywhere, like you know artwork i just just love that it's become a a running gag between us that we take pictures of empty arcades and text them to each other well we're going to spend most of our trip in an arcade derek so yeah we're going in june so uh uh, we'll do a full review of the arcade solid 30 40 minutes per game (laughs) pumping quarters if i tried yeah i don't even know that quarters do anything in arcade it probably i think i think i think i think you got to buy a card Oh, I think swipe the card. Yeah, I once know, borders I were gone, the arcade was dead. Yep. I most probably most kids have a better arcade on their phone, or their iPad, or their parents' electronic. They got better games anyway. So, all right, let's let's 
Let's, move, let's on move on to another recreational space. activity that is a little bit more fun than playing in an arcade, but that is playing in a giant pool. And at the Art of Animation, there are three pools, but let's start with the big one in the middle with the Nemo area, the big blue pool. When you say big one, you're not joking. It is the largest pool on property by gallons. And that's going to beat out um, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Storm Along Bay. It, uh, let's see if I can find how many. Oh, square footage. It's 11,859 square feet. That's a lot of water. And you know, it's a value resort, so there is no slide. Um, but it is gigantic. And uh, what was that neat feature you were talking about? earlier with me what what was it you liked about that pool yeah the one thing we really liked and i don't think we would have noticed if someone didn't tell us but you got to put your head underwater because there's special music that plays under the water and you can only hear it from under the water really cool mm-hmm. uh my kids loved it we loved it uh and and i guess it's the only resort that offers that yeah as far as i know it's still the only one that does it um, every time there's a it's reef, Ariel, I think she's under there singing. Yeah, it's Ariel or Nemo. It's probably Mr. Ray singing educational songs, mostly try and teach the children something. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we've swam there. It's good times. So that's the big blue pool. It also has two other features right by it. Um, you have the schoolyard wet play area, which is a little splash park just outside of the pool. And when I say little splash park, I mean like there's really cool structures and statues like like all of Nemo's friends like Pearl and uh, I can't remember Tad. I can't remember any of the other names. Oh, Sheldon, the Sheldon, the one that's allergic to HTO. Oh, yeah. HTO. H2O. Yeah, I'm allergic to HTO. That's Sheldon. Um, We joke about that being Samantha. Yeah. and then Samantha has a bunch of Pearl plushes because her middle name is Pearl. So that's the wet play area, but it's not much water involved. Did your kids run through that at all? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they love those it, areas. It's like the saddest splash park our kids have ever been to, but yet the coolest at the same time. So it doesn't make much sense. Then there's a little playground with some slides, and that is called Squirt's Righteous Reef. Now that's really neat because it's like you're sliding through their tube slides through a reef. And Squirt's there hanging out with you. I think you're going to have fun anytime you play with Squirt. Yep, we got some great pictures and and kids. I don't know, I think it was was filled with, uh, the pool wasn't full, but uh, definitely those little splash areas are full of uh, the toddler age, which I think uh, a lot of people who stay at the art animation will have that kind of age group there. But but we're going to move on to the other two pools because the, uh, the Cozy Comb Pool, that one was packed. Yeah, it's not nearly as big. It's still good size for Mm -hmm. a value resort secondary pool. Still good size, but it has it's the cozy cone pool, and so it has cone cabanas. You can't reserve the cabanas. There's no price you can pay to get one. It's first come first serve, but you can hang out with your beach chair in a cozy cone all day long if you want, which I think is a really neat feature. It looks like the pool that would be at the cozy cone motel. That's I mean, that's pretty cool. And then the other pool is in the Little Mermaid area. It is the Flippin' Fins pool. Um, I don't know that there's anything too exciting to say about that other than that's 
it's water. We didn't swim in that one, even though that was our area. It's probably the least crowded pool. um, It was actually closed for a small chunk of time while we were there. You were there in February, so I can see that. No, I I actually think, you know, a kid went to the bathroom in it. Oh, fun stuff. Yeah, so notice we didn't say there was a pool in the uh, Lion King area. It's because it's more a narrow pathway. But they did put a uh, quote-unquote playground in there. Imagine when all the renderings came out, it talked about this playground in the Lion King area. And that's the Elephant Graveyard, uh, which is more basically just more things you can take your picture with, like scars there. There's some elephant bones. You can walk under hyenas. Um but there's a whole bunch of do not climb signs, even though in the Imagineers first rendering, there's kids hanging off the bones. But there's more do not climb signs than you can shake a stick at. Yet, so, yet no one listens and reads yeah, to those. Yeah, there's kids hanging on it. That's why we can't have nice things, Derek. That's why we can't have nice things. But Some, uh, some kid was hanging on, must have fallen, and they put those signs all the uh-huh. way out. And those signs were there from the get-go, because we stayed there real early in the process, and... They're already there. Signs everywhere saying do not climb. So don't climb on any of the statues. Get your picture with them. Move on. But, I mean, you can get a picture with Scar, Rafiki, all these characters throughout the whole thing. A lot of people will come visit this resort, take pictures with all these characters, and it's like a nice chunk of your morning. Really, you can do all kinds of stuff. So we have one last thing in that pool's recreation area, didn't we? I skipped over something, something important to many people. The uh, yeah, the the bar. A lot of question the that the uh, people want to know: Can they get their you know booze fix in? And they yeah. do. They have the drop-off pool bar. Uh, I didn't get anything there. I did look at the prices, which were uh, surprisingly high. Not surprisingly at all. That was sarcasm. But uh, <laughs> but if you do need a drink, there is definitely a way to get that. Yeah, and. I remember um, we were sitting there at the pool, and uh, the people next to us were like, why is it called the drop-off pool bar? Like, do we have to drop off our kids and then go? They they were trying to figure out the name of the the bar, like, literally, and they weren't thinking about the Nemo theme and the fact that, you know, they go to the drop-off, and that's where Nemo's taken away. But, I'm uh, going to touch the butt. Yep. Still ah, one of my favorite parts. Don't touch the butt, Derek. Don't do it. But, yeah, so it's kind of cool how the name of it is in there, and it confuses adults drinking at it. But uh, the drop-off pool bar, you can get um, some light appetizer-type things, bar food and your drinks and sodas, all that sort of stuff. So that's the entertainment that you find at the old Art of Animation. All right, well, one more thing that we got to talk about, uh, of course, with any resort is transportation. And we actually got a listener question earlier uh, wondering about especially value resorts and the transportation compared to moderates. I know we've talked about that before, but let's uh, go into that a little bit about the bus system for the art animation. I think it's solid. I give it an A. I mean, there's a lot of people, but they run more buses. The there's only one bus stop. It's located near the lobby. Um, so you don't have to get on the bus and then stop three more times before you start heading to the park. Once you're on the bus, you're going to go. And the nice thing about one bus stop is when they show back up at the resort and it's full of people, all those people get off. So I think it's pretty good and it has organized lines, roofs covering the lines to get out of the sun and the heat and the rain. So 
No problems there. I mean, you can have bad bus karma and, like, walk up right after one leaves. But uh, that can happen anywhere. So, I like the buses there. I do, too. Have... I was very pleased. I love how they have an electronic sign where it gives, you know, uh, 11 minutes till the next bus. I really appreciate mm-hmm. that because I'll run out from the food court, check the time, run back. Hey, we don't need to run. We're good. You know, slowly walk up there, take our time if we need to. Or Mad Dash when it says three minutes. And mm-hmm. those signs are pretty, uh, pretty accurate, I've noticed. They are fairly accurate. Yeah, they're usually within two minutes or so, I think, on our last trip. Um, Michelle was tracking that pretty close and I think it was almost always within two minutes. There was one time at boardwalk real early in the morning, not boardwalk, sorry, beach club that they were off by more, but there was some construction that affected the bus route into the beach club and some bus drivers evidently were unaware of it. And it was like construction that clearly did not start yesterday. It'd been going on for months just looking at it. One night coming back from Animal Kingdom, our bus driver got all mad because nobody told me there was construction here. And she had to, like, back up and do a, like, seven-point turn and, like, hit a tree. And that was all kinds of fun. And uh, one time she asked, somebody might have to help me in the back. And she was being totally dead serious, but everybody in the back thought she was joking. And and then she hit the tree and they realized, oh, she wanted us she, to say She was stop. not kidding. She was not kidding, but uh, we did get around it. But I think that affected that. So we're not going to take Beach Club being wrong because I think that was a combination of construction and uh, driver error. That was a tangent. Sorry, but yeah, relevant. Those signs are good. I like them. In conclusion, uh, transportation out of art animation is solid. You know, it's funny because uh, I, I got that question about uh, a couple of the uh, the moderate resorts, how they have multiple bus stops. And I got to say now, I really kind of like the one bus stop. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was a little bit of a extra long hike from Ariel, uh, I, I like how it's just one drop off. Everyone gets off. Everyone gets on. If you time it yeah. right, it, it's great. You know, I, you know, you don't have to go around the resort four times. Yeah, you know, the and the argument in the side of the moderates where you have the four different stops is there's not – 50 people waiting to get on the bus it spreads out the crowd but but at the same time i you can make arguments both ways but i really like art of animation it's bus stop it's nice works for me all right well overall what do you think of this resort i know you've stayed there a few times i know you're planning on going back uh especially compared to some of the other values and even the moderates where would you place this so to put it this way like we stay. We try to stay somewhere different every time. We resort hop a lot. We don't repeat resorts very often. There are a few resorts that we have found that we repeat. One is Beach Club. Another is uh, Bay Lake slash uh, Contemporary and Port Orleans Riverside. We've repeated those and Art of Animation. We've stayed at almost all the others, but these are the ones that we keep coming back to. And Art of Animation... We're going to be there again this year in 2017. So we were there once in 2016, there once in 2017, and I think we stayed there in 2014, and then we would have stayed there in 2012? When, what year did this open? 2012. Oh gosh, I can't. We started the show with that. It's 2012. So, yeah, um, that's, I, I think the track record speaks for itself, Derek. We're, we're suckers, maybe, but uh, the Well, you need to get the Nemo it. room. You got to get, you got to go... Uh... I doubt we, you know, I think, I don't know if we have a specific, you can book a specific room or you can wait to be assigned. 
Um, I think Michelle probably put us in cars again because the kids probably asked for it. Um, and it's possible Nemo wasn't an option because it was you know a few dollars more, or it might have already been full. Because we are going at a peak time of year at Thanksgiving, so if if I had to pick, we do cars again. The little details in that room, like even the the end tables, the lamp on the end table is a traffic cone, like little things like that. My brother is a traffic engineer, so I enjoy taking pictures of traffic cone lamps sending them to him and then he asks you know does that fit in your bag and i say no but uh yeah you know he would he would love to have a traffic cone lamp in his his uh condo but uh yeah i i think we go cars and i would not hesitate to tell anybody stay there you know the big drawbacks are it is a value so you do get value linens and towels that sort of stuff there are a lot of people and it's big and heavily populated and there's no water slides but with the suites the double bed thing isn't an issue it's only a little mermaid room so have a family of five and you're set there you go well that's that's pretty solid review i i really enjoyed it uh being there i i thought the theming was amazing uh, my kids loved it. I know we want to go back, and we're going to switch over to the other side, Cars Line. No matter what, I think we'll go somewhere even closer. That is our warning again. The Ariel and Little Mermaid area is still a little bit of a hike. Uh, my only complaint about the resort, but I knew that going into it. But I look forward to trying a different area of the suites, and uh, going back will be a lot of fun. I did see, you mentioned this earlier in the show, I want to make sure we mention this again, there are a lot of people who walk over from Pop Century or will resort mm-hmm. hop a little bit to get their pictures, especially the Cars characters, because mm-hmm. there is no meet and greet going on at Walt Disney World. So if you have a kid that absolutely loves Cars, that's what you do. You take a bus for a couple hours, get over to the Art of Animation, walk around that area, get some pictures. And Where is your bus coming from? A bus for a couple hours? You go, you, you go from the parks so or you're at the Magic Kingdom. Oh, and you're like, okay, oh, bummer, then... there's no cars area. So you take a bus for an hour or two to Art Animation okay. and then back to Magic Kingdom. It made sense in my mind when minutes? I said it. <laughs> Your 20-minute bus ride? Yes. Okay. Well, and you know how it is for me when I end up wait, when I do any kind of park hopping. It's extra time. Oh. Or if you want to go before or after your resort, stay at a different resort. Yeah. You could go spend a couple hours at Art of Animation. I think that's where you meant to go with that. Yes. So... That is what I'm getting at. If if you haven't checked it out, it is one that is worth uh, seeing, even if you're not staying there, just for the uh, cool pictures and photo ops uh, with all the fun characters. So, And if you're interested in booking any of these rooms or want to know more, we, of course, recommend Michelle McKnight, the Robe Drop Queen herself, who, as you can tell, has experience in all the areas of the art of animation and can answer your questions even better than we can. So if you are looking to travel anytime in the next year, let us know and we'll put you in touch with her. One more thing. This is total speculation, though. In a couple years... I think Art of Animation will have gondola access to Hollywood Studios and Epcot. It's one thing to think about. 2019, there's going to be a gondola access. I, I that okay. I've seen I've seen the pictures, but yet it's not registering in my mind how this is going to work. I, I get the ski. I've been on ski lifts. I just. I know at our zoo it's, there's a Sky Fari. I think it's going to be the big encapsulated like 
20 to 30 people gondola. But they, they can't move that fast. It moves faster than walking. They but don't want slower Disney than doesn't a bus. like people walking places because there's too much risk, right? So they're going to throw you in a gondola in a lightning storm and go up and over the woods and swamp and get you to uh, Hollywood Studios for Star Wars experience. So remember that. Uh, Art of Animation and Pop Century gondola access to the park. It's coming. It is. Well, and speaking of the studios, we had one night where we were able to watch the fireworks show from our room. Yeah, if you're on the right side, you can see it, and you can see illuminations as well. Um, If you're not on the right side and you're in the um, aerial area, go up to the fourth floor. Go stand on the rail somewhere outside somebody else's room. It's not their balcony. It's everybody's balcony. So you can see the fireworks pretty good. Um, But the gondola, I think the access is going to go right off the Generation Gap Bridge. It's right there in the middle. It's going to be pretty pretty spectacular. It will be. You never know. I love that's one thing. I love seeing the artist drawings. We talked about that earlier. Uh-huh. Kids hanging off. You know, yeah. kids hanging off the gondolas. You know, stuff. You know, uh, how, yeah. That's uh, totally no climbing these. Up. So uh, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how this develops as they continue to build it. One thing I can guarantee in Disney wanting to move people around the park more efficiently, less dependent on buses because they they choke up the traffic is they won't ever to build a tunnel system because it just won't work in Florida. There we go. We'll take that off the table. That's why we're going up in a gondola, Derek. Well, soon they'll teleport us Star Trek style. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully someday. Maybe. So, so all there right. we go. Well, Did I derail that enough? It was good. No, but it was good. It's a good good piece of tidbit, something that we can come back on and mention here in two years. Like, hey, we did talk about that. Remember when we talked about that happening in two years? Yeah, it didn't. It, so it didn't. we can laugh at ourselves. It, well, I know. It's it's like when uh when they talked about this hotel opening in 20, uh, 2003, four area, and it didn't open until 2012. So. Yeah, a little bit off. So sometimes that happens. Hope, the only thing that cannot be off is... Uh, Star Wars opening up, they can't miss that in 2019. 2019. They gave themselves an entire year target, so hopefully they hit it. And, of course, we will be there here in June in a I'm, I'm less than about two months away, actually. Almost, we'll be, uh, almost fast, fast time. Yep, Doug and I will be down visiting the Avatar, the world or pandora the world of avatar so stay tuned be watching this uh podcast subscribe follow us on facebook and twitter because we will be uh giving our full review of that whole area so something to be stay tuned for and if you like what we do at all feel free to give us a review on itunes you can say nice things about us it's okay if not just keep your thoughts to yourselves that's what your mother taught you Yes, and thank you. We have we have a handful of five star reviews right now, and thank you to each and every one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And we, we appreci- read the reviews; they mean a lot to us. So thank you to those people that have left reviews. Thank you very much. Yes, absolutely. So we love reviews, and we love giving this podcast to you guys. So if you have any questions, uh, shows that you want us to do, send us a message. We love, and of course, we love doing listener questions as well. So I think that's about all that we have for today's Wraps episode. Uh, feel free if you've stayed at the art animation we're going to be putting up pictures on social media this week so let us know what you uh, what what area you stayed in let us know about your experience and uh, we'll definitely love to uh, keep telling you more about it but for doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio